Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Today we hear from Media Ranch's Sophie Ferron, Sphere Media's Jocelyn Deschen, Encore International's Christine Girard and Pixcom's Nicola Merola as part of C21's Content Quebec On Demand about the Canadian province's production and distribution models. C21's Content Quebec On Demand virtual conference concluded recently, shining a spotlight on the Canadian province and what it has to offer the international TV business, from content with global appeal and co-production partnerships through to local filming incentives, financial support locations and facilities. Media Ranch president, founder and executive producer Sophie Ferron, Sphere Media chief executive producer of international original scripted content Jocelyn Deschenes, Encore International Head of International Distribution Christine Girard and Pixcom President and Producer Nicola Merola spoke to Adam Benzine about the benefits of bringing production to the territory, its relationships with overseas players and more. I'm Adam Benzine, your host for today, uh, and I'm I'm joined by a panel of uh, leading uh, Quebecois producers and distributors. On the panel today is uh, Sophie uh, Ferrand. She's the uh, founder, president and executive producer at Media Ranch. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we also have Jocelyn uh, Deschen, the executive president of fiction at Sphere Media. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi. Uh, also joining us is Christine Gerard, the head of international distribution at Encore International. Hi. And last but by no means least, uh, Nicola Merola, the president and producer at Pixcom. Hi, Nicola. Hello. Fantastic. So we're going to be discussing how the production landscape is changing and how businesses and content models are evolving to become more internationally focused, uh, specifically with regards to your companies in this market. So I wonder if we could just start with a little overview, a nice tight overview of each of your companies, how long you've been in the market, what your key focus is in terms of genre, formats, finish tape. And Nicola, I wonder if, if perhaps you could start us off with Pixcom and, and give us that overview for Pixcom. Pixcom, about 33-year-old company. Uh, we produce pretty much everything, scripted, factual, game shows, uh, quiz, kid shows, pretty much everything, film, uh, except animation. Uh, today, we'll be, we, we produce between 25 and 30 series a year, both in French and in English. Uh, but, but today, I think we'll be focusing on the scripted series we do in French, uh, uh, mainly for the Quebec market, for the local market, but more and more uh, with international partners. Excellent. So increasingly looking at international partners. That's yes. fantastic. Excellent. Uh, Christine, do you, want to, do you want to give us an overview for Encore? Yes. Um, Encore International is the distribution arm of the Encore group. Uh, the group was created in 2000. It is an integrated uh, entertainment group, one of the leading production companies and scripted series, uh, comedy and drama, live comedy specials, and artist management. As distributors, we handle uh, all exploitation rights to series produced by Encore. We also have scripted series, documentary and factual series from uh, third-party Quebec uh, producers. Excellent. So we've got superb angle on the on the uh, distribution side there. Uh, Sophie yes. is here as well. Great to see you again, Sophie. Uh, talk Great us through the, the 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 work that Media Ranch does and the the tremendous strides you guys have been making with formats. Yes. Well. Uh, well. Thank you for having me. Um, we um, I launched Media Ranch in two thousand eight, and we specialized in unscripted formats. So we don't physically produce anymore. We distribute, we create, and uh, we uh, all over the world. The, 
unscripted formats, only unscripted, mm. mostly big entertainment. We're the only uh, Canadian company that actually does that. And I think it's we're actually, I would say, North America as well. Superb. And uh, Jocelyn, give us the overview of uh, Sphere Media. Yeah, I founded Sphere Media in the 90s. We mainly do uh, scripted material uh, at the beginning. So we have done this for 20 or more than 20 years. Uh, we also, uh, we produce Teleroman, we produce uh, series, we produce uh, uh, comedies, uh, dramedies, whatever you want. We will produce it for you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I started uh, to uh, translate my, my, my French-Canadian format into English many years ago. I started with the, with the CBC, the English CBC. And uh, over the year, I started an office in Toronto. Now we're doing more and more international production like uh, Transplant or Bad Blood. Uh, and now we've joined another company called That's It. And we now joined Siena in Toronto that you know. So mm-hmm. now we're doing uh, uh, live action. We have animation. We have uh, 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 factual. And and we're more and more into the international uh, business of production. Yeah. Well, let's continue on that, on, on that note, Jocelyn. So yep. how much of your business overall, as you look at it, how much of it is focused in the Quebec market? How much of it is focused nationally in terms of Canada? And how much does international sales, international co-production and working with international partners, how much of that is your, is your business now? So um, I would say that uh, up to recently, we, we had much more production in Quebec in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in volume, I would say. Uh, but now I would say maybe it's uh, maybe 50-15 now, uh, because now we're developing with uh, Fox, we're developing something in the, with, uh, with uh, uh, anonymous uh, content in Los Angeles. We're doing something for, for, uh, for uh, Amazon. And so, so I would say that we're leading more and more to the international uh, aspect of the, of the production. This being said, I mean, I started by doing my, my own format. We still do that. I have a couple of formats that we, uh, we're doing with the U.S., but uh, we more and more develop original stuff for the international market. Now. Yes. And is that with Fox the Studio or is that with Fox the Studio or Fox the Broadcaster? Fox the uh, Broadcaster. Yeah. Fox the Broadcaster. So, um, so uh, we're not we're not stopping uh, producing in Quebec. I'm sorry, Nicola. <laughs> no, but no. I'm kicking your butt in Quebec. But I have yeah. to say, you're kicking mine internationally. Guys, guys, remains it remains. Uh, uh, I would say the core business of the, the mm-hmm. company, certain to a certain extent, but. Uh, we don't have the choice. I mean, uh, with all the platforms and the international, the global market, we have to do that because we have less and less uh, money to produce locally. Uh, we have to compete with uh, such big production, so that we have to uh, we have to lean to into this uh, the, the, this model, this uh, yeah. business. Yes. Well, we'll come back and we'll talk about some of those partnerships that you have in a little no. bit more depth. But uh, I'm interested to go to Sophie and and Media Ranch. I know. Sophie, for mm-hmm. you guys, it's like 98% of your business is international, right? Yeah, totally. 98% outside of Canada, you know, with offices in Amsterdam and in Warsaw now. And uh, we are represented by ICM in Los Angeles. Well, with all of that, I mean, just brings us all over the place.
anyways, I've, and so we're not very active in Quebec at all. We're not very active in Canada at all. We're mostly outside. We uh, we work with all the creators, format creators from all over the world, and we sell as well all over the world. We represent DR, which is the Danish Public Broadcasting uh, Corporation, and uh, so it just it's we just follow the market and we follow the trends. And right now, the market is is vibrant in Europe and even Asia. We're starting to do sales in Asia right now. So we're following that trend and we're partnering with a lot of other partners for production, for physical production, because we executive produce everything we do. Hmm. So for us, it just made sense. We just followed the trend. And if, you know, if the business picks up in Quebec, fine. It's it's not because we don't want to sell in Quebec. It's just, that's what the business is right now. And, yes. uh, but we're always pitching, always pitching. What tend to be your key markets for your customer base then? Where do you sell most to? We sell a lot in Europe. And uh, in the last year, we double our sales for the company during the pandemic. So I was pretty, pretty happy with the, with the team. So we double our sales and it's mostly in Europe. Europe is extremely active. And also in the States, we went from one deal to 15 in the last year. So it's, and it's all dif- different formats. It's a good thing is that the market shows us that it's not only one blockbuster format that you would expect. It's like the whole catalog is picking up. And the format business is very, very active in Europe. But now it's it's we're getting a great traction in the States because, you know, with the pandemic, they need a lot of formats. They need a lot of R&D. A lot of companies are cutting in the R&D. And we are physically, we are becoming the R&D of our production partners. Right, right. And has I mean, I'll be interested to ask all of you about this, but has mm-hmm. part of that growth been driven by the explosion of streamers and new platforms and you know, it seems like every week there's a new streaming company launching, whether it's Disney Plus or Paramount Plus. Mm. I'm sure, there'll be McDonald's yeah. Plus next week. You know, well, they they do they do we do have a lot of deals with them as well. But obviously, the streamers being like launching new services, they want to have that big format, that big IP, and for that they need to go for the paper formats now that they not they usually they would not even touch it. But but all the formats are taken with the other groups. You know, when you sell to ABC, it goes to the Disney. So if you want to have your streamer, if you want to have subscriptions, you need to have that format. So for us, yes, this, the new streamers and uh, are like part of our part of our sales, obviously, and partners. Yes, excellent. Well, I'll mm-hmm. use that as a, as a as a segue to go to Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar sort of question for you. Uh, uh, where are you finding the the audience, the customer base? Uh, how much of it is uh, Canada focused, and how much of it is in, internationally focused for Encore? Well, for us, for now the uh, the focus is definitely French speaking the the French language and it is in Quebec. Uh, what we found out, however, is over the of course the pandemic has changed a lot of things and uh, to us it's exactly like the other ones were saying. It was a very good year because of the delayed productions because of a number of things that uh, that that help us gain a lot of traction towards our scripted uh, formats and the sales that we did were in a number of genres as uh, youth, for instance, that. Uh, were were licensed in France, were licensed in Finland as well. A lot of business in Europe. Uh, comedy, as though you know, when we uh, we keep reading in the trade that uh, comedy doesn't travel. Well, for us, that you know, it proved to be wrong. Uh, we we license our uh, comedy series both as originals and also um, as format adaptation. Um, and in, in territories that were very unlikely, like in Turkey, for instance, it's, it's very uh, unexpected or very pleased about that. And obviously, 
drama. Uh, we have a number of drama, uh, big productions, big adaptations that they, you know, they, the, the filming happened during the pandemic in France. Um, and uh, we had great, uh, um, uh, great reviews and, and great audiences as well. So to us, it's, um, I understand that everybody wants to go international, but it's just that from my experience, it's just like, you know, with all the social media and everything, I feel like the world actually is influencing, you know, the part of the world is influencing each other. So is there something as local as it as it was before? It feels to me like, you know, it, be it the trends or the topic, subject matter that we're developing, where we are really, really a creative and a lot of innova innovation in Quebec, that would be the take that we have towards a particular topic. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is what we're seeing now with Dark Soul, Bec Noir, because it is, it is yes, a, a topic that has been touched upon before, but the way that we look at it uh, thanks to the writers, thanks to the director and the production team as well is very different. So uh, the, the, the our territories are mainly Europe, but there's a lot of business that we're doing as well in unsuspected territory. And uh, obviously we have two shows that are in development right now in the United States. Yes. I'm going to ask you one quick question, and this is will be one that I'll circle to all of you. Um, but that's if you, you have some sense that audience tastes have changed during the pandemic. We have seen some broadcasters say, well, we want lighter hearted things, feel good things that, you know, help take people's mind off of the various stressful situations. And I wonder if you found that to be the case, uh, Christine. Uh, really? No. <laughs> yes, we did license a number of uh, comedy series, but but yeah, now I'm, I'm working on two deals and this is actually crime series. Mm -hmm. So I think that people, I don't know, maybe they're looking for something that is a little bit worse than we're experiencing now. But um, I think that people, most of them, they simply want to watch something that is good content and good content regardless of it, if, it, if it is feel good or if it is a drama or if it is whatever that is actually. If it, if it is good content, they're going to they're gonna stick to their uh, computer screen or... You yeah. And if I may, if I may, mm -hmm. uh, and they want to see new things, you know, they, they, they had they had so much time to watch, uh, to, <laughs> to watch a series and uh, that now they're open to look at uh, series from all over the world and uh, yeah. they discovered that it exists, you know, they, they mm -hmm. discovered that uh, good stories are all over the place. And I don't, I don't, I haven't seen uh, a, a taste for lighter stuff, or uh, yeah. I haven't seen that. I mean, it's uh, it's about uh, quality. It's about good storytelling. Uh, you see, we produce we produce, a, uh, we produce a transplant, for instance. For well, just before we dive into transplant, because I do want to talk oh, about yeah, transplant. Sorry, sorry. I just want to hop to, to Nicola and, and talk a little bit about his partnership. Yeah, sure, and then from there, I, I definitely want to open it up and have the, the that, that kind of a discussion. Okay. Nicola, just perhaps give us a little bit of an overview for, for, for yourself and for, for Pixcom, the key partnerships for, for you guys. The, uh, there, there's kind of, uh, um, you know, we produce in English and we've been producing in English at Pixcom uh, um, for over 20 years. But, but, but to us, as well as in French, of course, but to us, this is something that we do. We do it very well in the factual world uh, and we compete with factual producers from all over the world and we're good at that. Um, but, but, but what we do here in Quebec, uh, the scripted series we do here and, and that uh, uh, Jocelyn and, and, and Christine does, uh, the, 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 I, I believe that there's something 
something, uh, those stories have something unique uh, uh, that, 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 that do captivate more and more uh, audiences all over the world. You know, a few years ago, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's normal now, but a few years ago, Netflix uh, uh, changed the world by doing uh, two main things. Young people started to pay to access content. Because guys, remember, just about three, four years ago, no young mm-hmm. people around any of mm-hmm. us were paying right. to get content. Right. You know, they were all, but so they pay for that now. They pay to get Netflix. They pay to get Two Point TV. They get to get, they pay to get Publico. And the other thing also is that it, it, it became natural for all of us to watch series in other language than our own or than mm-hmm. English. So when that happened here at Pixcom, we said, well, hold on, hold on. We're doing kick-ass series in French with stories that we believe can appeal to the entire planet. So we started relationships with different distributors, uh, mainly in Europe, uh, Beta, uh, um, ZDF Enterprises, Telepool, uh, uh, Lagardère, Media One. And those guys, they looked at what we were doing. They say, whoa, yeah, there are people that want to buy those kind of scripted series in the world. So so, so we started to build various relationships with what I call the, the triangle of life in the audiovisual, which is the producer, the network, and the distributor. And by doing so, we managed to gather more money for about five or six scripted series that we've produced for the local market with appeal for international markets, we managed over the past few years to gather more money for those local uh, uh, scripted series. Uh, and, and we managed to sell them well with those partnerships with international distributors. Uh, and, and this is something very exciting for us to bring Quebec stories all over the world. Yes, I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean, we're definitely seeing everything from the you know appetite for things like Scandi Noir from The Killing and things like Parasite from South Korea winning Best Picture. That absolutely audiences today are, are very comfortable, not only very comfortable, but seeking out, you mm. know, local content. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested fr- from, from all of you, and this can be more of a discussion, <clears throat> how you kind of tailor that. Because sometimes, you know, broadcasters say at once that, that, that local content is what the local market wants. But also international content is what the local market uh, wants. And if you try and make something that appeals to the unique sensibility of the Greek people and the French people and the Latin market and the Asian market, you often end up with something bland that doesn't quite capture, doesn't quite work for any of them, right? So I'm interested in in the specifics of of, uh, the content that you guys are selling and making how much you feel it's important to have that local flavor, that local French Canada flavor to it. Um, who wants well, to dive in? Well, uh, if I may, Adam. Um, yes. We first, we, first, um, we first developed for our local audience, you know, uh, and it's normal. We, uh, that's, that's what the broadcaster wants. And I don't see why we would absolutely think international when we, when we produce something local. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if there is a universal theme there, if there is a good storytelling, it doesn't matter. And it goes because, because of that, you know. And uh, when you think international, uh, I'm not Greek. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not Italian. I'm not, uh, I, we're just telling story. And uh, 
And if and even sometimes you know we start producing for the local uh, the, lo the local market, of course, and then we see in what we produce. Oh, this could be somewhere. Okay, could go somewhere else. You know. Oh, there's something here that uh, I think could appeal internationally for whatever reason. You know, you feel it. You and then you go and uh, st uh, and uh, and and uh, try to sell this piece of work. No, but. Mm -hmm. I never think international when I uh, when we develop. But it's it's funny just saying because we actually see the world on totally differently because we create formats for the international market. I mean, we won't focus on one uh, adaptation for Quebec or for the states or whatever. For us, we create from the get go for the international market in our minds, and obviously because we're in formats. We are lucky enough to have that, you know, our own formats, but obviously ad being adapted to all the, the sensibilities of all the territories. So for us, the content is the idea of the format. We think international and then we bring it local. So it's 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 obviously I'm not doing scripted, but in the unscripted world, the, the way we are stru structured, that's how we see the world because the, that's the the good thing of being in format. Yeah, but Sophie, you, you have uh, in the in the in the factual world and in the uh, uh, the entertainment unscripted, unscripted mm -hmm. world, uh, you have this history of international format, you know, that that travel all around the world. Well, scripted and, scripted has a long history of traveling yeah, as well and going from uh, TV have, to movies and yeah 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 no no I mean what I, you have. Such big success, like uh, all the, the the shows that travel all around the world. When you think you can think international, it's another kind of business. But when you tell a story and you use you use the actors and uh, uh, you have to work with the psyche of your audience, you know, you mm -hmm. have to work with the culture of your audience it's because at the end of the day, it's not the voice, you know, it's uh, it's it's not a, a something. No, it, 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 but we're saying the same thing. It's just that for yeah. us, the process is different. The process is just diverse. You're, you're, you're each of you trying to tap into something that's universal for the audience. But I think that's exactly format, it. Yeah. yeah. That side, you know, it's something that it doesn't have that specificity to it. Whereas on the scripted side, I get the sense that it's, even if it's set, you know, in a small town in, in a small part mm -hmm. of, of Montreal that has very local elements, the story itself has something universal that somebody yes. watching mm -hmm. in Germany can say, I, I relate to that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the point. And sometimes, and sometimes it can have a nice surprise is it's just like you know for true north we never thought that we would license that series mm. and we did in the united states i mean it's just that uh, they definitely find something that was universal and um and, and scripted tell us a bit about true north for those who don't know who are watching oh true north is uh the colonization of quebec <laughs> this is basically what it is <laughs> and uh, this is the, this is our story how we built this uh, this nation where we are now so that couldn't be any more local that that story it's mm -hmm. based on a book and it but it has been revisited in a very modern way and that made the dif that made the difference i believe 
believe. It's just that all the things that perhaps back in the years in the first, the first um, edition of this of this television series, that was all the, the the kind of things that we couldn't talk because of religion, because of all kind of things mm-hmm. they, that have been removed in the um, the the version or the adaptation of you know of the last few years, and that made the success that we have now. And the rights have been picked up by Walter Presents. I mean, it uh, it was it came as a surprise, really. We were ex- we were hoping that this would create some kind of traction, but that would actually be picked up. It was a very nice surprise. So to me, the notion of, of being international is really, really, it's just like we're, there's something that we have all in common, regardless of the language, regardless of where we live, we're human beings. So as long as your story is based on human, human mm-hmm. emotions or you know, something or tragedy or um, happiness or something that you you as a human being can relate to, there's something to do with it. Definitely something to do with it. And scripted, the beauty with scripted as well is just that you can adapt a little bit something in your mm-hmm. in your own country. So the, the local flavor will be in the, ad- the local adaptation. Mm-hmm. But it's a very nice way for me to, uh, to bring Quebec content on the international um uh world and uh, it, it works it's just that over the, i think that over the last two to three years i, I don't know if you're going to share that uh share my opinion but i i really saw uh a growing attraction to the Quebec series on the international market. And it's new. It's it's really, really something. It probably has something to do with the fact that younger generation, they can watch something, be it subtitle. They, mm. uh, they, they speak also many, uh, many languages as well. So the language is not the barrier it used to be. Mm. And, um, and, and even the distribution model are changing. So um, maybe we're going to talk a little bit later about that but it's just that within the same territory you can have the 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 same original version what will be exclusive will be the language so for instance if you are in the united states you will have your original in english but another platform would buy it for spanish you see so Mm. but this is exactly the same series uh, so things like that, you wouldn't say that not even uh, a few years back, but it's just that now you can have simultaneously the same original version, but the language will make the difference. Yes. Nicola, I'm, I'm interested to bring you into the mix here and, and get yeah. your sense on uh, you, what you, it is you, that you appeals. Look, Quebec is a small population. We're about you know, six, seven million people speaking French. Um, really, nobody knows about what we're doing here in the rest of the world. There's something we have our own. Uh, a star system. We have our own stories, our own locations. Uh, the four seasons that we have here are different, you know, from the rest of the world. Um, and and then suddenly, I agree with Christine. A few years ago, uh, you know, some people, some distributors, mainly started to discover the scripted series that are being developed, produced uh, here uh, with huge success. You know, uh, 35, 40 person market shares for some of the scripted series in prime mm-hmm. time, even here today, uh, despite the competition that. We have, you know, from all the international platform coming here in Quebec. So I think that when they start discovering it, those are fresh stories. Nobody else heard about that because it was done in French and the specific French that we have here in Quebec. You know, that the French people keep saying, "Ah, what did you say? Can you pronounce that properly? So there's something unique. And I think the world is starting to discover the the scripted series in particular, but story 
stories that are being told in Quebec. And for them, it's new, it's fresh. So so, so some of them buy, you know, the ready-made, the stories, the, the scripted series as, as they are. And some others, like, you know, we have a deal with, with Sony Studio now. We uh, uh, One of our series is being remade in Bollywood, India. You know, we our series have been remade in, in uh, which is the case also of some of the Encore uh, series, being remade in France uh, and other territories. So, What's so the I one think, that's being remade in Bollywood? Which I show can't is tell you yet because it's okay. not announced. <laughs> but it's funny enough, it's it's a it's it's a it's a a, a, a scripted series. It was a one shot deal, six episodes, uh, very successful here in Quebec. But uh, we did it quite a few years ago, and and those guys, you know, whether it was done ten years ago or eight years ago, they don't care. You know, they. they mm. You've also been yeah. You've also you've you've got partnerships with uh, Beta, right? And with Telepool, Telepool does Amber Alert as well. So you, yes. you European partnerships. Yes, 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 yes. Again, you know, those are European based uh, distributors that. Uh, that that really discovered Quebec scripted series a few years ago, and now they're you know every time there's something new, and there's a lot of new scripted series going out of Quebec every year. You know, I, I, 20, 25, maybe more, uh, all done with relatively relatively small budgets, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the type of budget that uh, you know, Jocelyn has when he produces uh, in English. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they they they're very excited every time there's a new scripted series going out of Quebec. They want to know, whoa, you know, they they're starting to know. Some of our uh, uh, partners, you know, Beta, uh, uh, ZDF Enterprises, Telepool, they're starting to, you know, little by little, know our stars here. And, oh, yeah, I saw her in, a, in another scripted series in Quebec two years ago. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm extremely hopeful and, and, and excited uh, by the fact that people outside of Quebec are, 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 are really more and more interested in the stories we've been, mm-hmm. we've been telling here. And to your point, Nicola, we have paper formats and we just... Uh, uh, we a lot of talent now we created a format incubator to create that expertise to create formats and I'm very happy to say that we just have a, a deal right now with the US network on a paper format that is from our incubator obviously I can't share the details but imagine so yes we do we do great scripted series but now the the expertise the format expertise that we are creating locally is getting recognized we have more than one paper formats from our incubator that is actually traveling there are you know we have some traction with so you know with a big US network this is really cool you know when you think about it so I think people are now seeing us as the new territory to have a look at well I'm, I'm excited for you to announce this US deal and Nicola, for you to announce your Bollywood deal exclusively. (laughs) Of course, of (laughs) course. Um, I want to turn the conversation now a little bit. There's been such a a big focus uh, the last year, the last few years, really, on diversity and uh, inclusivity uh, and and specifically how that relates to authenticity as well. So I'm interested to get your thoughts on how that is, is being incorporated into your content, how much you're seeing that from the broadcasters, just let whoever's filling that is turn off. Okay. Uh, I'm interested in seeing how much you're seeing that come from the broadcasters, how much you're seeing, uh, you're, you're feeling it necessary to incorporate that into your own work and, and how much that's becoming a part of the, the, the conversation. I know uh, this is probably a good point, Jocelyn, to, to, to talk about transplant, for example. Yeah, well, well transplant was, uh, well, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, it's about diversity. It's, uh, uh, and uh, we thought about transplant because we thought it was timely to bring a series that would treat that that would uh, talk about it, that would be 
be that would be the main focus of the series. And we had this story about the Syrian doctor coming to Canada uh, and how they, they how it's hard for these people to get in, into the culture and and to get their, actually their job. Uh, in the country where they are, they are transplanted in, uh, in the, the, the in an actual way, so um, and uh, you know when we started it, we were we didn't think uh, well it will work all around the world or whatever. But the fact is, we were we were very sensitive. The the writer and the the, the producer who were at Sphere Media who, who, who had this idea uh, thought that it was time to talk about it. You know that. So uh, my point is. You don't do it just to do it because at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't bring necessarily something great or something good. So, so, so we did it because we thought it was it was the time to talk about that because mm-hmm. it's such a big thing now. And uh, I have to say, the broadcaster was very happy was very happy at the beginning of the uh, development. They wanted they said, well, everybody was at the same on the same page. You know, it was time to do it. So, but I didn't expect that it would work that much. You never know what will work. Mm, yes. uh, and we were we were amazed to see how people wanted to see it. They wanted to see it on the. But at the end of the day, and and it, it comes to what Christine said at a certain point. It's the human being behind that. You know, it's the it's the humanity that you bring in this in this storytelling. And and then I was more surprised that it was a big hit in the in the U.S. on, on NBC. You know, you, I was a little bit, I wasn't sure about the, the American market. I wasn't sure because of everything that happened there. Do they want to see that? Do they want to talk about it? On a, and uh, you see, people were ready to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm interested with all of you, if, 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 if that is, you know, in the broader conversations that you have with networks, streaming platforms, and um, broadcasters, are they saying to you, look, we want stories that are, centered on women we want stories that are lgbtq plus stories we want non-white leads Mm -hmm. telling stories i mean or is that just something that we're reading about all the time but actually it's not a key focus Mm -hmm. i think it's part of it's part of of our life now i mean uh, and people are are creating shows that they're creating they have ideas about what they see around them i mean uh, you want to talk about what they're uh, they're experiencing during uh, the Mm -hmm. This, well, but it's time. also behind the scenes as well. It's also the the creator, the broad, the the producer, the host, and you know even the talent behind the scenes. It's really important to have them, you know, be more open. And that's we had a lot of that, uh, requests for that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, I, I think it, come, it comes from 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 the desire that all of us have, the producers, uh, you know, to to hire different type of actors. Uh, the networks are also pushing for that. Uh, the, the governments, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're helping financially uh, production of, of, of uh, uh, audiovisual series here in Quebec and Canada. So we'd like you to make an effort. So the forces come from from all over the place, uh, which is obviously extremely good thing. Mm-hmm. And now because the force 
resources come from, you know, all over the place uh, where there's more, uh, uh, you know, we can take more risks, you know, uh, uh, hiring actors that have a little less experience, but that, you know, we've been wanting to see, you know, on, on, on our series for a few years. So uh, it is happening and, mm-hmm. and, and it's, extreme. it's a very good thing. Sophie Ferron, Jocelyn Deschen, Christine Girard and Nicola Merola speaking with Adam Benzine as part of C21's Content Quebec On Demand, which concluded online last week. Video versions of all the sessions are available on c21media.net if you're a pro subscriber, and there'll be more from the event in the podcast tomorrow. But in the meantime, stay safe and up to date with all the latest international TV industry news and views by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 